You're tuned in to the Three Pixels Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Three Pixels Podcast. How are you all doing? Good. I'm glad you guys are well. We're all well, I think, as well. We've got Daviana over here. Hello. And Martin. Hello. How, how are we all? How's our week been? It's been good. Pretty busy. Keeping busy. Martin? Yeah, busy. It's felt like a long week. I'm glad the weekend is here for me at the moment. Good. Well, I'm glad we're all well. And yeah, we're back for another episode. So I thought it'd be a good idea as we've got a new full-time presenter, Taviana. That's me. That's you. And it's been a while. Um, last season, since we did anything sort of team-building-y or fun and games. Yeah, it's been a, a long time and we enjoy those episodes, obviously. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. And, you know, as it's a little bit all doom and gloom in the news right now, it's kind of a little bit depressing when we try and find interesting or new things to talk about because everything is seemingly related to that thing. You know what I'm talking about. It. We won't mention it in this episode. This is our pledge for the episode. We are not going to talk about the thing. The thing that must not be named. Mm. Exactly. So, to bring us a little bit closer together and hopefully give you guys ideas on how you can spend your time remotely with your friends, we thought we'd do the Three Pixels team building event. Woo! Ooh. Thank you. With sound effects. In front of a live studio audience. So, uh, my fellow colleagues and co-hosts don't know what is in store in this episode, so they're going to find out along with you guys. But I've come up with a few different ideas of little fun activities we can do to hopefully bring us closer together and to bring you guys closer to us as individuals on the podcast. So, the first thing we are going to do is called How Many Pennies? So, we don't have pennies and probably with everything going on, we probably shouldn't be sharing pennies. So I thought the best way to do it was to pick a number randomly between one and five for each of us, which I'll use my smartphone of choice for doing this. And then for how many pennies you get, you have to come up with that many things about you that the others might not know, or you might think might be interesting for people listening at home to hear about us, okay? So, Martin. Yes. How many pennies are you going to get? Let's find out. That would be three. Three. Okay. Daviana? That would be two. Two things. Ooh. And then for myself? The answer is five. <laughs> Great. Oh. So I've got the five. That's fine. It's fine. It was my idea. I'll take the five. Okay. So three, two, and five. We'll be back in just a moment with those facts. All right. And we're back. So we've got our items, some more than others. And I think it's only fair that we go from least to most and go from newest to oldest. So, Daviana, you should start with your two facts that you had to give So your two for your two pennies. All right, so here's my two cents worth. I am a Ravenclaw, according to the Pottermore Sorting Hat Quiz. Okay, what do you think that says about you? You know, I used to be a Hufflepuff, oh. but then I grew up a little bit. <laughs> and stop being so nice. <laughs> Can I just say? Okay, uh, we're learning a lot. Nobody wants to be a Hufflepuff. Everyone wants to either be a Ravenclaw, Slytherin, or Gryffindor. It's like the sort of like eh, sort of one. I find that most. Of, I'm really sorry, anyone out there who is a Hufflepuff, but that's what my girlfriend and I always said. It's like no one wants to be a Hufflepuff because nothing really happens to them. <laughs> I have full respect for Hufflepuffs. Hufflepuffs are fantastic people. 
All right, so what is your second fact? My second fact is that I am training to become an elementary or primary teacher. How far along are you? I am 99% of the way there. We started from the bottom and now we're here. And I'm so close. I'm in my last term of my master's and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm so looking forward to it. Are you excited to get into the classrooms? Very excited. Although, I hope that they're open in time. But yes. <laughs> We're not talking about that on this episode. Oh yes. no! That's fine. <laughs> Martin, take it away. Currently, I'm, I play darts with a team. What my team usually joke with me about is that I actually lost eight games that I played in a row. Like, I played eight games, no wins. However, since that time, I've improved a lot of hours practicing. I won my division. And we also came uh, runner-up in the plate competition of that same year. So, yeah, again, it was about practice, uh, perseverance, not letting yourself get down. As Ben would let you know, I get really competitive. And when you lose eight straight, it's really like, I've had enough now. I really want to give up. But I didn't. And here I am, sort of thing. Still enjoying oh, my dance. What an inspiring story. You were down. You were like... Don't know if I can do this, but you've got back up. You gave another shot and you've succeeded. Well, this is it. Uh, it wasn't just me. Obviously, it was my team and they helped me out a lot. So also shout out to them. And I also know one of them listens to it. So hopefully they get me that message as well. So yeah, honestly, it was one of those things I've enjoyed ever since. Oh, Universal, is that you? Yeah. Oh, you want to make a film on this? Oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll pass you over. Do you know what perseverance is, Martin? I thought it was just like, just, just keep going. When the times get hard, not not um pers Am I thinking of sweat at the same time? <laughs> I wasn't looking for a definition. Oh, okay, but... yeah, you just sort of stop this. Like, okay, well, no, perseverance is a Hufflepuff trait. Oh no, Martin. Oh no, <laughs> you might be a Hufflepuff. Probably, I've actually never done the quiz, so I could be anything. I could be what I what I hate. <laughs> well, I'll write that down for a future episode. The three pixels do the Harry Potter test. Oh, I'd be so down. Uh, yeah. Maybe. We'll we'll keep in the back pocket. I'm keen. My next one is, uh, so we got own. Uh, I own my own classic car, which is a Ford Anglia uh, made in 1967. And it was originally, uh, my dad knew a guy who's worked. And every time the Anglia's brought up, my dad said, oh, you ever think about selling it? He's very reluctant to, um, to sell it. And then one day he just approached my dad and went, look, how would you feel um, how, how, about having this Anglia? And I think my dad would have just snapped his hand off at that time because obviously it's a very iconic British car, sort of um, the peak of the uh, British automotive industry. And it generally just looks like the Harry Potter uh, car. It's the same colour and everything like that. So there's that too. <laughs> I feel like this episode should be called What Harry Potter Stuff Have We Got In Our Life? <laughs> so do you uh, spend your free time working on it? I, this is where I, I tell a lie and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. My, my dad is more mechanically minded than me. And I think he, he would just, I think he would have a nervous breakdown if I touch too much stuff. Like, I'm there to help, okay. but to, to, to for most of it, he's like, no, we're not touching this. <laughs> Maybe we won't ask you to help if we break down. That's that's what we learn. Hey, it depends what it is. I can help you depending on what it is. <laughs> my last one is... Also vehicle related. It was, I think, well, I want to say 11 years ago, 
and um, I was on private land. Let me just say that first before we we get on to the full um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think the day before my birthday, we were at a wedding. A guy who I was quite friendly with said, hey, I've got this like mini bike. How about we just ride around on it on this private land, you know? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never rode a, um, a, like a mini bike or anything like that before. So I was like, yeah, let's give it a go sort of thing. It's like 10 minutes, I come off this bike and I just rip all my jeans open. Gravel just goes right through my leg. It was the best birthday ever. Best birthday present I've ever had. Aww. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, it was my stupid fault. I was going along uneven gravel. The guy in front of me was speeding off, so I thought, I'll try and catch up which I shouldn't have done because I'm on like in even ground on two wheels. Yeah, literally just come off it. The bike was in real bad shape. And I thought, I've got to obviously pay for this off and help them out, and which happened. But at the same time, I, like, just thinking it was on my birthday of all days, I thought, this is just not great at all. So there you go. Reckless. Yeah, that's unlucky, man, for sure. God. So we don't trust you with, uh, with <laughs> minibikes. You just don't trust me with vehicles. Or with our cars. Or with our cars. <laughs> you guys put a lot into your few because you had less. So mine not, might be as story worthy, but I thought there were little things that people might know or might not know or might want to know. So my, here's my top five. In five, I'm a full-time video producer. I have been for about three and a half years. I work in London doing that. So... I worked on a range of different kind of productions, a lot of live streaming, podcasting professionally, and um, video making and all that stuff. So a lot of kind of media skills that I also then do in the podcast. So that might be why I'm as into it and knowledgeable. I don't know. Maybe. If I wasn't, so here's number four, if I wasn't a producer, I'd love to be a pilot. That would be my ultimate dream goal. If, if, if I could do it, if money was no object and I could do it, that would do that. And I'd still kind of like to, if I could, at some point, if I could afford to. Just the idea of being able to fly, away. fly anywhere you want to go. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, because we all know the airline industry makes flying so frustrating. It's true. Mm. That true. if you could just have your own little aircraft, you know, it doesn't have to be anything like crazy, just a little propeller plane. And you can just decide, oh, hey, I want to go to this little airport somewhere in Europe or wherever. And you can just go for the day or go for the weekend. And just be able to like go when you want to go and just, you know, go on a little adventure. That sounds so cool. You know what you sound like now? Oh, what was that old kids TV program? She had a dog and they'd just go flying to uh, adventures. Yes. Yes. Oh, what's it called? Um <laughs> one sec, I'm gonna yes. have to find out now. She went to like a marmalade factory once. Yeah. Oh, she went to all sorts of weird places. Oh, it's so British, it's great. Two of your favourite things. Planes and marmalade. marmalade. <laughs> Maybe that's what inspired me, I don't know. Come outside. That was what it's Come called. outside. Yeah, because she, she used to sing, didn't she? Up in the air or on the ground. I remember. I can't believe you actually remember I, that. I don't remember the song, but I remember her singing a lot. So yes, I would love to have a dog go flying <laughs> and, have and visit marmalade factories. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny that everywhere she'd go, she would, they always used to be like an airstrip next to wherever she was going. So it's like she'd only go places where there was an airstrip. So <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In number three, my favourite type of food is Italian. And I have been to Italy to taste it properly. And if you haven't been to Italy and tasted proper Italian food, then I highly recommend it. It is a fantastic experience. Have you been to Italy, man? I have not. It is on my list of travels. 
And number two, I always struggled with maths as a kid in school. It was always my weakest, like, fear, like, was was maths class and always used to struggle at that. Um, so, yeah, don't, don't give me hard math questions. I probably won't get it right. No. Any of you guys good at maths? I'm I'm quite fair at maths. Like, uh, I'm probably the, that one weird kid who really liked algebra. So, stuff like that. I, I, I really liked it. I think it because... I, I struggled at English, so I found maths was very, like, you knew what it was going to be, where English mm. is very yeah. free, uh, creative writing, and I'm terrible with words, which is great for a podcast, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we chose your weakest thing, and we thought, let's hammer it. Let's really you. drive it in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never used to like learning math, but when I started teaching it, it's become my favorite subject. I really love teaching math. I will say that my university courses on math, where we learned about the the meaning of mathematics and like the why of how math works, that was such a much better experience for me than normal math classes growing up K through 12. So do you think that math classes are just doing it wrong? Yeah. Oh. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So we should start a revolution in maths. Throw the table. Throw the table. But then we'll figure out how far the table will go and the trajectory <laughs> and all that stuff. I'm just saying. Throw the multiplication table. Yeah. <laughs> Darby's going to start a revolution in your school. Potentially. Potentially. There you go. That's one. No. No, I won't. Please it... hire me. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be an absolute ruckus in the school that you go to. Yeah. Yeah. Martin, shut up. I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> She's also a little bit aggressive. Yeah. Oh, geez. Like, this is all going against you today. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. This is why I'm not a Hufflepuff anymore. <laughs> so my final thing you should know about me is that I have a bit of a disliking for low ceilings and tend to hit my head on all of them because I am pretty tall. So um, Martin is as well. So we're both we're both the freaks, really. When we were at university, I was looking for accommodation for uh, a couple of my friends and my girlfriend, and we went to this house. And when we were looking at it, my girlfriend, went, oh my god, it's really nice in here! Like literally, just stepped through, and I was sort of lagging behind. And she turns to me, oh, this is really nice in here. As I walk in, I'm literally crouched, like coming in here. Like the ceiling was about five eleven, and I'm around six four, six about three and a half, six four. I'm like, I am not coming into this house every day, crouching in to come in. And I thought, oh, maybe it's just like the hallway sort of thing, it's just low ceiling. No, the whole of it was just five eleven. I went, you have a laugh, haven't you? I am not coming in. And my girlfriend tried to really pour it on me, like, hey, yeah, and that bad sort of thing. I'm thinking, you have no idea. By the way, my girlfriend's like four foot nothing, so it was great for her. Well, not for me. Yeah. So then I think, yeah, if you had a fear, you I think you'd been like curled up in the corner with me. It, it was horrible. It generally was horrible. Yeah, just sometimes you forget to duck and then you just whack your head mm. on a low door. It just really, really hurts. Mm. I, I probably would be way smarter if it wasn't for low ceilings. Mm. <laughs> I probably lost a few brain cells. Is that why you uh, you struggled in maths? Yeah. Low ceilings. Was. There we go. I will say, though, the number of times that 
while we have been together, you've knocked your head into something and gotten a goose egg. It's a little scary. Mm. All right, so that was How Many Pennies. We all enjoy. Is that a good game? I enjoyed. It was a fun game, yeah? Good game, good game. GG. Good game. Uh, so, you know, if you guys want to play that along at home, let us know how you get along and maybe tweet us in some of your favourite facts that you've learned from your friends or colleagues or whoever it is that you want to play this game with. Game number two is 60 second topics. I've got a random question generator. So you've got to talk about that question for 60 seconds without stopping. The winner will be the person who's managed to convince the others about their question has been the most convincing, has given us the most reasons. So for 60 seconds, you have to talk about where did your family go on vacations in the summer? So even maybe as a child or growing up or whenever you want to talk about, but where did your family go on vacations in general. Okay, so family vacations. Okay. You're, are you ready? Yeah, well, I think I'm ready. I think I, got, I think I got it. Your topic is, where did your family go on vacations in the summer? Your time starts now. Okay, so I'll go with my very first ever um, holiday vacation with my family to Ironburn. It was up to Mallorca. Um, I was very young at the time, so I can't remember too much, but I still remember it was very hot, very humid. And there was a nice little train ride outside our hotel, which you could take every every day. And it was like a sort of like a car slash train. However, we went to Cornwall free for three years straight, and it was some of my best times of my life. It was uh, we had um, a family ongoing joke wherever we went in Cornwall. There's always a ship in, so now wherever we go on holiday somewhere, we always want to go into the ship in and have a photo of us having a pint or of some sort of description of drink. However, the number one uh, summer vacation we ever went to was Orlando, Florida to Disney World. And it was one of those holidays that brought our family together. We just had so much fun, laughter, and the amount of times we talk about Florida, even though it was back in 2004, it was just an overall a great experience. Okay, time's up. So, um, I think we both get a question each that we can ask towards the, the person that gave this presentation. Okay. Um, so my question would be, Martin, where's your favorite place that you've been to with the family? Yeah, I'd have to say it's probably Florida. Honestly, um, it was just honestly magical. And this isn't like an advertisement to, to go, but if you've never been, <laughs> gently, yeah, go. It was one of those holidays where it was just filled with so much fun, so much overall happiness. Uh, one of my favorite moments from there, I think uh, there was like a Disney magic show. And it was quite late at night, I think it was around uh, 7pm, and you had to have a ticket going into this show. Anyway, my dad and I are stood talking, and all these people were just like whooshing past us, so me and my dad sort of go with the crowd, and my mum and sister sort of stay behind. Anyway, they start shutting gates behind us, and my dad starts calling, no, 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 my wife's over there, and, and my daughter, and the, and the gate people are like, yeah, come on through, come on through. As we're walking down this path, we're thinking, we're seeing a lot of people get their tickets out and stuff. Well, well, we haven't got any tickets. Well, let's see where this sort of goes. And it reminded me of like a Greek um, drama. I always forget the name of the actual uh, surrounding, but it's like a like a semicircle that all uh, goes down into like a, an amphitheater. That's it. It was generally just a big amphitheater. Thank you very much, Ben. And we sat literally middle of the amphitheater and on the bit of the right hand side on on the end. And it was the best seats in the house. And no one came over to give us, like, ask for our tickets or anything like that. We just sat there watching for free, pretty much. It wasn't planned or anything. It just, that's how it happened. 
So Disney, awesome. so Disney, please do not come after me. It was a long time ago now, <laughs> but generally it was just one of those go with the flow moments, and it worked really, really out for us. That's really, really cool. All right, good, good answer. So, Darby. Well, my question is, if money were no object, yeah, where would you go, and what would you do on a family vacation? now that you're all adults i would take the whole family to australia and purely because my mom's been to australia twice already and she loves it there and we have a couple, we have some friends and family down in australia and i just think it's a beautiful country i've never been but what i've heard and what i've seen it's just a fantastic country a lot of things to do i like a lot of nature and i quite like the history of australia from the early beginnings to up till now, I'd probably do like museums with probably my mum while my dad does stuff like ski jumping, you know, in the sea and all those sort of things. And obviously visit friends and family over there. I think it would just be a genuine great place to go. I'd love to go to Australia personally. Darby, were you satisfied with the answer? Yes, I am. Okay, right. Brilliant. All right, Benjamin, for 60 seconds, your question is... What jobs do your parents do? Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so early on, um, my mum did a lot of office admin jobs. So she just continued working in offices, typing up for people, assistants, those kind of things. Um, it actually was the job that she never wanted to do. Uh, she always wanted to work with animals, but she never got that opportunity. So she ended up working in offices. My dad, meanwhile, always used to... Um, my dad from a very young age used to be in the RAF and built up um, a lot of experience traveling the world through that. And then when they came together and when they met, they formed a company um, near to when I was born. And then they've been doing that for a very, very long time. And that company does office ergonomics. So essentially they go out and they help improve people's experience in the workplace. They make people's lives better, provide them the right equipment, the right assessments to make sure they get everything that suits them. They also help students out and they help the disabled out, making sure that they can work from home, which is kind of great in the environment that we are at the moment. The people working from home can get exactly what they need. So they've worked a range, but mostly offices. All right. And that's time. I have a question. Okay. Benjamin. How do you think having entrepreneurial parents affected your childhood? That's a good question, actually. I think it affected very positively. There was always the feeling that you get through a family business that you're expected to help out and you're expected to get involved from a young age. So it really encourages you to think on your feet and to get involved with what they're doing and see why they're passionate about that and to really get that feeling of that you've got to work really hard to achieve what you want to do and that you know if they just sat back and did very little or did the minimum they had to do then they wouldn't earn enough money or bring enough money in for us to have the life that we wanted to have so it kind of brought that feeling of working hard to achieve what you want to get so that was very good and I think it also made me want to achieve anything that I wanted to because they believe that as long as you put the work in that you could achieve anything that you wanted. So um, I thought that was very good from a young age. And uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. That's wonderful. Thank you. My question is, how come you didn't follow the sort of footsteps of your mum and dad and their sort of jobs? Obviously, you've already said uh, in this episode, like what, what you do now with your video, video producing. How come you didn't fall into their sort of line of work? 
Good question as well. I think the kid rarely wants to grow up and do exactly what their parents did. I think that that doesn't happen that much these days, that a lot of kids want to form their own path and do their own things. And I think um, the difference was that I got involved with technology as a quite a young age. Um, I got quite interested in that, something my parents never had that opportunity. And my parents very much encouraged that. So it came to a fact that I always wanted to do something related to technology. And what they do, although it is related to technology in the terms of these offices, it wasn't gaining as much interest for me. I wouldn't be unhappy um, running that business, but it's definitely never been my dream. And my parents have always encouraged me to go for my dream and do what I wanted to do. So uh, I think really the reasoning is that they kind of encouraged me away from it, even though they would have loved for me to take on the family business. They know that it wasn't right for me or that wasn't what I was interested in. And they encouraged me to do other things. Darviana, you're up next. What time do you normally go to bed? So you can decide around that what you want to talk about uh, around that topic of going to bed. Three, two, one, go. I am naturally a morning person, so I naturally tend to rise fairly early. Between the hours of 6 and 7 is when my body naturally wants to wake up. So, in order to get my necessary hours of sleep in, I have always gone to bed fairly early. And this started when I was a kid. My mom would send me to bed at 8 o'clock for a really long time. That was my bedtime. And then as I grew into a teenager, I just went to bed early. Like, I just wanted to be in bed by, like, 9 o'clock. And that continued up until you. (laughs) Because now... Ten seconds. Uh, I can't go to bed that early because you are a night owl. And so now I go to bed at about 10.30ish and wake up at about 8 o'clock. Can I just make it clear she's on about Ben and not me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the you could mean anyone. Someone could be listening right now and go, me? What? What? It, it's all your fault, listener. <laughs> Everyone's fault. That's what it is. All right. So that was good. That was good. Uh, Martin, you got any questions or a question? When you uh, travel abroad, do you find it hard uh, to get into that routine of sleep? Uh, Do you get quite uh, jet lagged a lot or do you naturally just bang sleep? No, actually, it's really difficult for me. Um, It it takes me a good week to get fully acclimated, I would say. Like when I come to Britain, um, it takes me a good week and the first couple days are pretty rough. Usually I end up having difficulty sleeping like getting to sleep. And then once I get to sleep, it's really hard for me to wake back up. And so usually my first day I'll sleep until noon. Do you think that the success of your day in terms of how good your day goes really depends on the time you go to bed or the amount of hours you get? I would say that it depends mostly on the amount of sleep that I get because I notice that I function the best when I get about nine hours of sleep, which is quite a bit. Yes. Um, especially for an adult. Yes. Um, but I do very well on eight. And then after like seven and down, I don't do very well. But I will say that I think if I went to bed super duper late and then I woke up super late, I think that would affect the rest of my day, but 
I just don't go to bed that late, and then I find it very difficult to sleep past about 8 o'clock. I find it very difficult. My body is ready to be awake. Perfect. That's a great answer. All right. Well, thank you very much, Daviana. Thank you. Now the whole world knows all my sleeping patterns. Indeed they do. And they know a little bit more about all of us. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for on this episode of The Three Pixels. Tune in to the next one to hear more of our team building event. And in the meantime, if you haven't, check out our social media down below in the show notes and hit that subscribe button to never miss another episode. But with that, I'll see you on the next one. Adios. You're tuned in to The Three Pixels podcast. 